Hi, this is Blaze. Welcome to another episode of the How I Learn series podcast. This story is by Brady Dale. He performs stories in and around New York and Philadelphia, including at First Person Arts and Philadelphia Improv Theater. He's the creator of the webcomic Eat the Babies and a roundtable storytelling podcast called The World Exists. Brady had just moved to Brooklyn from Philadelphia when he appeared uh, at the How I Learned series, and this was his first official New York gig. This was a story he told for the theme, How I Learned to Let Go. Enjoy. So um, I'm riding the escalator up out of the Eastern Market subway station in Washington, D.C. It's 1999, and I think to myself... Isn't today the day that Kat told me she was going to arrive in D.C.? And Kat was this girl I'd known in college and I'd kind of had a crush on. I'd persuaded to move to D.C. And I realized she, this was the day she was supposed to be there. But I didn't have a cell phone yet. So I was like, man, as soon as I get back to my apartment, I got to call her because I want to hang out because I really want to see her. But I start walking home and there's this coffee shop about a block ahead of me. And I see Kat standing out front in front of the coffee shop. And I'm super excited, so I hot step it up to her, and, uh, and I give her a big hug, and she's got two friends with her, and one of them is a, uh, is a new mom with a baby in arms, uh, so, you know, fine. And the other is this girl, Greta. And as soon as I see Greta, whatever crush I had on Kat just evaporated. And then Greta spoke. And when she spoke, she had a voice like raw silk. And this sense comes over me with a degree of confidence that I've never before experienced with a woman that, that this is going to be my girlfriend. But not just my girlfriend. I'm 22 years old, and she's going to be my first girlfriend. And that's kind of crazy, because this girl's way out of my league, but it totally happens. It takes a long time. She's got some things to take care of. She has to run a congressional campaign in upstate New York. She's got to leave the dude she's been seeing for the last five years, and none of that has anything to do with me. But as soon as it's all done, I swoop right in, and we start dating. But our first problem is, and, and it's okay for you guys to laugh at this, because I think it's funny, too. Um, but our first problem is that she's created this whole crazy fiction about me. And that fiction is I am going to be her like sexy player transition guy. <laughs> and like I'd only lost my virginity a few months before that. <laughs> and that's a whole other story. Well, OK, here's the story. <laughs> I met this reporter at a conference about family, and we went out on a few dates, and we finally slept together, and then she dumped me because I was so lousy in bed. Not a player. That's my point. <laughs> so whatever. I get her over it. You know, We start really seeing each other. She becomes my legit girlfriend. But our big problem, no surprise, is jealousy, but not me being jealous of her. It's her being jealous of me. She dumps me again and again, and then always asks me back. My favorite breakup, actually, was one night uh, we run into a good friend of mine. Uh, she dated a friend of mine in college. I knew her pretty well and I knew she was training for the AIDS ride and so I say to her oh man great to see you you look really great I can tell all the bike riding you've been doing has been paying off that makes Greta furious when we leave the restaurant that night she breaks up with me and the next day is September 11th so the world ends and then don't worry though because she comes back for the anthrax scare so 
That gets us back together, so that's nice. So <laughs> we, moved to, we moved to Florida together, and Florida doesn't work out for us, and it doesn't work out for me, but it does work out for Greta. So she stays, and I go to Wisconsin. And at that point, we begin this long, crazy cycle where we kind of stay in touch and we kind of talk about getting back together. And then we get in some stupid fight and we don't talk for a long time until Greta gets lonely and then she calls me and we start the cycle all over again. And we never really let each other go. Like we always have these rules. Like if certain crazy things happen, like if really bad family stuff happens, really great stuff happens, we can always get back in touch. But it's always on Greta's terms, which is fine. So fast forward to 2007. I'm living in Philadelphia. There's been like no women at all. It's been, it's been really bad. I shouldn't say there's been no women. I've always been good at meeting women and getting those first dates. But like I have watched again and again as some girl who's kind of interested in, in me, like that interest changes to disappointment on her face. <laughs> you know, while she's getting to know me and I'm getting really tired of that. So, um, so one day on Facebook, I get a friend request, and it's from Greta. I guess she's feeling lonely again, so that's cool. As always, I accept. I'm happy to begin the cycle once more. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on MySpace, y'all remember MySpace, um, I was a writer for this blog, which once upon a time was kind of a big deal in Philadelphia, called Young Philly Politics. And uh, the guy who ran the blog started a MySpace page for it. And if you remember the top eight thing, he put all the top writers in it on the top eight. So because of that, this girl reaches out to me. I guess she'd been reading me on there. And she's just like, she, she asked me my friend on MySpace. And she looks like she might be kind of cute. And it's been a rough time. So we start emailing. And she's showing a lot of interest in my writing, which is awesome. Um, and so we go through this long kind of email conversation. Meanwhile, back on Facebook, it's like, it's like late summer, and one day my Facebook chat pops up, and it's Greta, and she says, um, so what are you doing for New Year's? And it's like late summer. I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, and, and she says, uh, well, so my brother, he's like kind of a rich dude, has a nice place in Brooklyn, and he's not going to be there for New Year's Eve. What would you think about spending New Year's Eve together? I'm like, oh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, we'll meet up in Brooklyn. It'll be nice. And, um, and all my friends and family are like, do not do this. She will fuck you over. But I don't hear the word over in that sentence. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. But like, New Year's is still a long way away, right? And I'm still like pretty lonely. So we get, to, we get to Thanksgiving weekend, and this other girl has been really trying to get me to meet up with her, but I don't want to watch that, you know, interest change the disappointment on her face, and so I'm avoiding meeting her, but I'm so, like, I'm just sitting alone for four days in my house, reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, and feeling very sad, and so I invite her over, and we spend, like, three hours talking, and I don't touch her, and I tell her all about my plan to meet up with Greta on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Right, so like, check this out, guys. Like, I am intentionally sabotaging myself with a new woman who's showing interest on behalf of this other girl that is consistently never worked with. Like, that's where my head's at. But for whatever reason, me and this girl start weirdly dating in a weird way. It was weird, but... Um, <laughs> But so I proceed with my plan to meet up with Greta on New Year's in Brooklyn. But I know that this is dicey and I check in with her a bunch of times. Are you sure you really want to do this? And she says she does. So, you know, we're moving forward with it. I'm home over Christmas and she emails me like three days before I'm about to come to Brooklyn. You know, can't wait to see you. 
Now, I just live in Philadelphia. She's coming from further away. I've got some really good friends here who live in Queens at the time. So I'm like, well, as long as I'm coming up, I'm going to come up a few days early, hang out with my friends in Queens, and then I'll meet up with Greta when she gets here. Good plan. So um, I come up here, and I have like a a horrible trip getting here. I make the stupid decision to drive, and I decide, and I end up driving through Manhattan. It takes me three hours across the island. Really dumb. And so I feel like I'm trapped in the city. Like, I cannot leave if anything goes wrong. Um, So I get to my friend's place in Queens, and uh, have a great time together party with some other people on the eve of new year's eve i'm out at like two in the morning and i check my email on my old motorola razor and um (laughs) and i've got an email from greta and she says you know it's always really complicated with you and me i don't think we should meet up in brooklyn after all but i'm like already here right and this sucks and i and like my other girl like knows i'm here for this other girl and uh (laughs) And it's bad, and I try to persuade her to come up, and she's like, fuck no, my neighbor wants to take me to a party, and I'm going with him, and I can't even really blame her. So then, uh, on the day of New Year's Eve, when my friends are at work, I go to a Starbucks, and I write Greta this letter, and I say, we're done, we're never interacting ever again, it's over. But I feel like we've had that conversation before, so I, (laughs) I feel like I should put some examples in that letter, just to make it clear. So, the first example I list is, if your parents die, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and it, there were several more examples after that, and I'll, I'll skip them, but the last one on the list was, say you're driving north on I-95 and you're coming back to see your family, and it's really late at night, it's 2 a.m., and your car breaks down outside of Philadelphia, and you think, thank God, I know someone here, I'll be okay, don't call me, I won't come. I am mad, you guys. I'm humiliated. (laughs) This sucks. So I spend New Year's with my friends in Queens. It's a quiet evening. We watch uh, highlights include, we saw the first LED ball ever drop over Times Square. Um, Robo Dick Clark, you guys remember him? Um, It was my first time seeing the Jonas Brothers. And also I didn't sleep that night because I hated myself and Greta so much. So I go home and I don't ultimately send the super crazy letter. I send a simpler version of the letter that just says, we're done, we're through, you've let me down for the last time. But to to drive the point home, I dig through my old stuff and I find some stationery that I used to write her letters on back when we were together in DC. And I send the letter on that, hoping she'll recognize it. And since then, I have heard from her about three or four more times, but she's not heard back from me. Thanks a lot, y'all. The How I Learn series is a monthly live storytelling, reading, and comedy show that takes place on the Lower East Side of New York. You can check out more information at howilearnseries.com. Hope you enjoyed the story by Brady Dale. Uh, The series is hosted, created, and produced by me, Blaze Allison Kearsley, and Ben Fauch is the podcast editor. What else do I want to tell you? Oh, the music you're hearing is Shoot You Down by the Stone Roses. I think that's it for now. Thanks for listening.